Hi, hello, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Creating a Village. Yes, hi, I'm your host, Millie, here to help nurture the village in you. And today's episode is really very extra special. Why? Why you ask? Because this is our 20th episode. Y'all, I cannot believe we made it. Like, truly made it to 20 episodes. Honestly, we've made it past 20 episodes, but we can celebrate that at a later date. We've made it to 20 episodes. Do you know how amazing that is? So I want to say thank you. Thank you to me. Thank you to you. Thank you to all the guests. And of course, thank you to God because y'all, a girl cannot do it on her own. But also very much so, thank you to the village of people that I meet. Oh my goodness, y'all are so great. Yes, and for this very special episode, today is a day we're going to be reflecting on the things that we've learned thus far. Have you guys ever seen VeggieTales? It's not as random as you think. Because at the end of VeggieTales, sometimes, they go to the computer to ask for a verse for what they learned today, but there's a song. And I'm going to sing that song for you. And I actually don't know the words. I can hum some of it and then some of the words. And we... Oh, dang. Why am I drawing a blank? It's like, dun, 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 dun. that's not it. It's, oh, it's kind of frustrating because it's like really, the melody is slightly in my head and also not in my head at all, clearly. We're just going to start. Okay. No. In his book. Because we've, whatever. So, for this episode, we're going to be reviewing um, the parting words, the closing remarks from previous guests on the podcast. And just kind of, you know, ruminate on them. Think about it. See if we've been applying them to our lives lately. After hearing the episodes. Yeah. And I thought this would... I I originally wanted to have the guests back on, but I did not plan ahead of time. Shh, don't tell anybody. So, we're starting with episode two, The Birth of a Village, Exploring It Takes a Village. Alright, I'm gonna play it for y'all. The other 
majority of the other episodes will be on okay it doesn't matter it doesn't matter listen uh i will say make sure that you're pouring into your village the same way that people have poured into you i think that's super important and that's how we keep it going especially you know for me as a person as color specifically as a black woman i think that pouring into my village for other you know black little girls in my life is super important as well as you know black young men that are coming up i think it's super important so yeah and okay so that was from crystal foy she was one of the guests on episode two what did she say i was listening but i wasn't listening at the same time she was saying to pour into your village. What do I think about that advice? I think that's really good advice. I do think it's extremely important to pour back into once you've been poured into because there are so many people who come after you that may not get the exact same experience or the exact same advice that you were able to get in your situation because the people that were that were around you in that time may not still be there or just the circumstances didn't line up for them to get that advice. And so for you to go back to the spaces where you've once been and share what you've been taught, I think it's a very crucial thing in life. So yeah, that's awesome, Crystal. I really like that advice. That was great advice. Okay, next up, also from episode two, is Malik Nixon. Eh? Eh? Uh oh. Shh, don't ignore me, y'all. But what did y'all think of episode two? Did you like it? You know, also something I find very interesting looking back on these episodes is how far we've come from camera malfunctions, <laughs> um, random editing, the audio is still sometimes a mess. My sincerest apologies. But we've, we've grown. We're 20 episodes in. And we're changing things. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing, really. Okay, here's Malik. Uh, no, but yes, yeah, so, so I think the, the, the thing that I would love to leave off with is um, for any, all of anyone listening, do not be afraid that building your village or finding your community won't, like, that, 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 that it won't happen. It'll, especially if you're having to restart, it'll take time, but... I think just allow yourself to be able to go, you know, go through those moments of, of learning what you like. And then obviously you can also, you can use your passions, your hobbies to build your village out where if you're having to restart, but you know, do, I was always going to say the moments we have where we feel like we're the most scared of to rebuild or, or make those new connections to create a village or create a community. That's some of that's some of the best times that we learn about ourselves, and that always ends up how we find it, how we end up finding other people who who really can create what we're looking for as well. So I just, I just want to leave that out there to anyone who might be in a new stage of life, transitioning, 
Um, it's really, really important to give yourself that space and time because it, it'll, it'll, it'll always happen. But as far as being able to find me, you And if you want to be able to find these people, you should go watch the episode or fast forward to the episode. But that was great advice. See, I think the closing remarks are truly my favorite parts of all the episodes. But yeah, it's okay if you don't have your village right now and don't think that you'll never have your your own small close-knit village large village it takes time to build to build those things and sometimes we don't even recognize that we have a village until one day it just kind of hits you in the face honestly I don't think I realized I had a village until I started doing this podcast and I realized that I could call on people and they would actually be like, yeah, Jada, we would love to help you out. What? Wild. Didn't even cross my mind before this, honestly. Like in the next episode for closing remarks, I'm going to touch on that more a little bit of not understanding that I had a whole whole village in my back pocket. But it definitely takes time. And I think it requires self-reflection too throughout your life. Reflecting on how you see your relationships with other people and I'm not going to say go around asking people what do you think our relationship is because that that can just be kind of weird. I don't know. But I do think you should try your best to get an understanding of how someone else views you or sees you because understanding that someone else may see you as a friend can help you gauge how, I don't want to say allowed, but allowed to see that other person. And the reason I'm using that, I'm using the word allowed is because I know for me, it was hard for me to think that some people were my friends, but in their head, that sounds rude. But through communication, I learned that they saw me as a friend. So it helped me kind of break down my walls of, ah, you're just an acquaintance. You know, you may not know, but I know. And it takes progress and learning. Yes. But now we're going to go to episode three, The Birth of a Village. Um, hold on one second, please. The Birth of a Village, Why It Takes a Village. And this was the episode with adults yes all right first up 
Uncle Malon. Malon Jackson. I just want to say thank you for inviting me. Um, I love the village. I, I love being a part of a village. And it is it's going to take your generation um, to make this better. I was looking for a better word, but it didn't come. So um, <laughs> I'm going to move on. But it, it is it is awesome to see what you had, who you become as a young lady from, you know, two to now. It is amazing. And thank you, gentlemen, for supporting her when she needed you guys the most. Oh, that is, that is sweet. Um, he said words, yes. What did he say? Yes. I'm sorry, he distracted me at the end. Oh, I do think I agree with his sentiment of our generation, the after generations from his generation. What is he, 40, 50? He, he's up in age. <laughs> Wait, no, he's younger than my mom. Oh my goodness, sorry, completely off topic. But... I do think it takes younger generations, millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, all the ones after, to take up this, this sense of community, to keep it alive and going. Because I do think we can get on this path of isolation is okay. And it is okay. But I think we promote it a lot in the terms of self-care and you take time to you. And I think we need to, we still need to continue to make sure that we are also saying, hey, come outside and let's learn this new thing together. Let's explore let us push you out of your comfort zone just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, the next guest on episode three, Dr. Busky. Absolutely. It, it was my pleasure. I, I would love for your your listeners to, to see how you've leveraged your, your village very well to become the, the, the person you are today. And you're doing so much at a very, you know, you continue to put out very young, which is, um, which is not a strike. I mean, it's it's very good because you are you're building. Um, I want young people to continue to leverage their village or, and build their village. It, it shouldn't just stop mm -hmm. here. Add to your village. Find opportunities uh, where people can bring value and open doors for you and, um, and continue to seek the, seek the people who can come into your life, uh, to bring you up. And that's what I wanted to share with, with um, in my last words. I actually love that I'm doing this because now we can see the parallel between the younger, the younger person talking about continuing to build your village and then an older person talking about continuing to build your village and how we all have 
similar thought processes and we can all come together and share them together. But yes, so this was the statement I was talking about a little earlier when I was saying, I don't believe that I was leveraging my village well. I definitely was just going about life and understanding that there was someone in a space that I knew of, but I didn't feel as though I could reach out because we may not have talked as often, or I saw the relationship they had with someone else and thought to myself, well, my relationship is not as good as their relationship. So why would I go out on a limb and ask them for clarity in this space or ask them for a helping hand on just understanding whatever it was I had a question about because we don't talk any other time. But that kind of is what a village is. You don't have to know every single thing about this person. You don't have to talk to them every single day. You don't even have to talk to them. You can talk to them once every six months or something. But the point of a village is being able to know that I've talked to you at some point and we have this understanding that we can go to each other for some form of advice, comfort, guidance, and not be expecting something back. I need your help. And as a member of my village, I know that you're willing to give me that guidance. That's what I've learned about a village. Yes. So I think it really does pay to understand how you can leverage your village as well. And also building your village, I think, also encompasses showing other people to each other, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Because that still builds your village in a sense of the matter, or it cannot build your village at all, but it builds someone else's village. I think that's extremely important as well. If you know that Susie May knows how to bake a mean peach cobbler, ooh, and Joey over here is looking for someone to teach them how to bake a mean peach cobbler, you can introduce them together. And even if you don't get to taste the peach cobbler, which would be kind of rude. I'm joking, it would not be rude, it wouldn't. Even if you don't get to taste the peach cobbler, that's okay. Because now Joey has a baking buddy in their village that they can come to for that guidance. You, you feel me? Are we on the same page? I feel like we're there, okay. Next up is Mr. Vance from episode three also. All right. This is me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Jada, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for thinking of me. Um, you are definitely one of the few students who have my cell phone number. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad you here. <laughs> 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 
his number out either. Okay. Yes, but we can only see what you allow us to see. Okay, to sorry. the listeners, um, the village can only support you if you're reaching out and asking questions. Right? We can only see what you allow us to see. But the things that are unseen, we need to know. So reach out, ask questions. That's how you get the support. That's why three of us, at first the four of us are here, because Jada reached out and asked if we would be willing. Right? And it could be something as small as, again, like Jada said, a question, you know, about life. Or it could be something as large as whatever you need it to be. But you have to, you know, build those relationships, cultivate those relationships. And they definitely start by just reaching out and forming those bonds. Aww. Yes. It starts by reaching out. Enough said. That was it. Period. That's not period. No, for real. It just starts by reaching out. Because you, you never know what relationships, where a relationship... <laughs> where a relationship can go if you don't even try to get it to go somewhere for instance i recently formed a relationship with someone that was in a large group i'm in a bible study group and these girls have known each other for however long everyone is so nice hello hi welcoming but no real connections on my part. I felt were formed because we meet for Bible study just on occasion. And he, and for me, I was thinking, well, how am I supposed to get into a friendship-like relationship with these girls if I only meet them on Mondays at this time and we read the Bible, talk about the Bible, and then we get off the call. And so one day I was was going through something and I, I was just having a lot of questions. And one of the girls' names kept popping into my head. Um, so I was like, okay, God obviously wants me to talk to this girl or tell her about my issue. So I reached out. I told her about my issue and she's like, girl, I was going through the same thing just a little while ago. And next thing you know, we're talking about TV shows and sharing book recommendations with each other. And then we're going to be going with, to each other with a concert next year. Like, all because I just shared a problem that I was having. Not knowing that she had the same problem. And that's it. You have to be willing to be vulnerable with people. And vulnerability doesn't mean that it has to be something that's emotional, I guess. Vulnerable could just mean, hey, I'm learning how to bake cookies. And I noticed that you have baked cookies before. Can you look at my cookies to see if they look good? I don't know. I don't know where the food references are coming from. But essentially, that's it. Just being open to receiving something. And not thinking that you'll be judged, I guess. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. 
All right, next, we're going to be going to episode six. I know that's a drastic jump. Um, I realized in episode four, I forgot to ask them to leave closing words. So that was on me. And then episode five was an episode that I did by my lonesome. And... I realize I don't ask myself to leave closing words, which is wild. I should do that. Okay. And I just want everyone to know that um, the journey of a thousand steps begins with one step. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Okay, that's my mommy <laughs> from episode six. A journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. A journey of a thousand steps? Y'all heard her. We both corrected ourselves. But yeah, I think that's very good. Um, her episode was about health. Episode six was about health. And that is often the case with anything in life. That you just have to take the one step forward to changing, to wanting to be better. And then you take just one more step after that. And then one more step after that. And one more step after that. And the next thing you know... You'll look back and you will have taken yes. a thousand steps. I wonder if y'all heard of that. You will have taken a thousand steps. Okay. Next we will be now. Sorry. Next we will be going to episode eleven. Uh acupuncture. I'm going to look at Denise. Oop. Yes. Next, we will be going to episode 11, Generations, Purpose, and the Needle's Touch. Boop. I thought this was a really interesting episode. Let me share my screen with you. Share the sound too. Okay. I'm just hearing be you. That's it. The world needs you. The world's waiting on you. You are the answer to somebody's prayer. Just be you. Oh, I like that one. Be you. Just be you. <sighs> that was good. Yeah. Be you. Don't, don't think about anyone else. Go with your own flow. Okay. Because. <sighs> well, I'm just going to share my screen each time. We're figuring it out together. Yay. Don't you love figuring things out together? Yeah. Next, we'll be going to episode 13, part two. 
it's a part two because this is before I started just playing full episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in your journey, whatever you do, uh, just always remember when there's a will, there's a way. Period. When there's a will, there's a way. No, precisely. Don't give up. Don't give in. Just know you can always win. You can win. Have you guys ever seen The Wiz? I think the name of the song is You Can't Win. But I was like, why would he be singing a song about not winning? That doesn't make sense. But he was. But you can win. Mm-hmm. You can get out of the game. You can get out and game. Oops, I skipped episode 12. <laughs> Cause the world ain't got no shame. Okay. Um... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh yeah. So I'm probably gonna pause this one occasionally. Now we're on episode twelve, part two. Um what is this one called? Building an inclusive village. Closing words. Um I would say be authentic in your quest to help someone. Um, and authentic, I'm saying, meaning you have to be that representation for if you're doing, um, if you have a loved one with special needs, you have to be that representation and not delay the resources or delay the um, access that um, that child may need uh, because when they're if they're diagnosed with something at birth they can start pre-k at a public school at three so if you wait until five kindergarten they have lost two years of work that could have been done that could have hindered something that could have changed something from the future maybe maybe not but we don't know that but if you, I would just say, be that authentic advocate and not, you know, when I was told that Brent um, had Down syndrome, I was like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. You know, he was a baby. And my thing is, you're going to love him. You're going to love him and you're going to treat him like a person because that's what he is, regardless of what he will be able to do or will not be able to do. And, you know, the fear was there that I would not do him a, a service, you know, like, am I going to give him what he needs? Am I going to be that, that person that I'm supposed to be? And all I did was pray about it. And I was like, okay, God, you gave me this angel. So that means, you know, that you feel that I can take care of him. So, so that I won't let you down. I won't let him down. So I, you know, I started day one. You know, when they went and I did cry when they told me and I cried not because I was sad that he was labeled with something or his label was. But I cried because am I am I the right person to raise this child? 
you know, am I going to do him right? So, and I, and I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> I think so. But after that, that fear and those tears, I'm like, okay, we're going to hit the ball rolling. You know, we're going to hit the ball rolling. And, you know, I had to see, he has a younger brother. So it was never a thought in my mind. Oh, I don't want to have another one just in case something's wrong with them. You know, whatever. I never had that mentality, you know, because my, like I said, I treat them both the same. You know, I may, like I, I may have a little patience with um, my oldest, but, you know, be authentic from day one. You know, don't be ashamed. Don't be scared. Get your person, get your village, you know, for this child. When my son used to go to um, the Special Olympics events, we had like 20 people coming with us. We had T-shirts. We had people coming from out of town, grandma, grandpa, everybody, sister, brother, because that's how we look. He, he knows that we're talking about. He, he just he just popped in. <laughs> he knows that we're talking about Brock. I mean, you can come in. You don't want to. Oh, okay. But she, but I just say, be your authentic self and get, be that responsible person for your, um, for your child or your loved one. You know, sometimes it's a foster parent. Sometimes it's, you know, grandma who really doesn't know if grandma's older, you know, she probably is not aware of what autism is, what Down syndrome is, what a behavior disorder is, because, you know, that was something that they didn't have that. Well, I'm not going to say they didn't have it, but if we weren't aware of, you know, people, people just say, oh, something wrong with such and such, but it wasn't a diagnosis or, you know, something different. <laughs> but, you know, so I just say, be that advocate, ask questions and um, be true to the person that you're the caregiver for. That's all. Yes. Period, Ms. Denise. Okay, I really hope y'all can hear this. That'd be so wild if y'all can't. <laughs> but, okay. I think that was especially important to show up as your authentic self. So understanding first, having the right motives, knowing what your motives are, and being intentional intentional with presenting those motives to others. Episode 12 was an episode about kind of showing care for others with different abilities than what is considered normal. And so, or the main norm. different abilities and so showing up as your authentic self when it comes to wanting to help others or connect with others that's very crucial you don't want to form relationships under false pretenses because you know what they say what's done in the dark will come to the light can i get an amen um but that's definitely building relationships on a solid truthful foundation you can hardly ever go wrong there i don't i don't know who has gone wrong with the truth hmm hmm yeah 
and especially in this context is what context as well for being an advocate for people in your family and it doesn't even have to be for having a different ability from someone else just an emotional advocate a mental advocate understanding that if someone needs something being able to stand up for them and say hey my friend here my sister here they need this kind of accommodation because right now they're tired right now they're too happy they need to calm down <laughs> right now they're hungry they need this extra meal or right now they've been overindulging so they they need a break Ugh. You, you just have to balance and make sure to speak up when you know sometimes someone may not want to or may not want to or cannot speak up for themselves with the right motives yes okay next up we have drumroll please episode 15 I don't remember what episode 14 was, but Avi. <sighs> episode 15 was about insurance or financial literacy in the insurance area with Mr. Manker Bia. So let's hop on over and hear what he's got to got to say. First of all, again, it's an honor and privilege to be able to be on your platform and speak to your audiences. And because I feel like um, idea, it germinates, right? When you, you know, uh, introduce the idea, it kind of sparks and it can grow into whatever it, it needs to grow into. So I appreciate you allowing me to just talk to your audience about insurance, but also about finance, right? My thing is we have to know what's going on with our money at the end of the day, right? Is our money working for us or is it working for other people? Okay. Um, so, yeah, put yourself in an environment that you are talking positive things about money. That's how, and of course. Let's pause right there for a second. Can y'all, I really hope y'all can see me. It doesn't matter if you can. This is an audio podcast. A listening experience. First, the takeaway, you have to know what's going on with your money. Y'all. I was reading the book Profit First. Don't remember who it's by, but if you Google it, the letters Profit First and there's a blue circle. Circling those words. That's the book. And in one of the chapters... It said you should set an alarm or routine to check all your bank accounts. I think it was like every single day. And I was thinking that seems drastic. It seems like a bit much excessive. But funny enough, funny enough, I was like, okay, let me, let me check my bank accounts. There is one card that I got in like high school 
that I haven't used since high school. Or at least that's what I thought. And it turns out I have been being charged for um, a membership on DoorDash for like a month. No, multiple months. No, 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 no. It wasn't a membership. It wasn't a membership. It was for orders. And what happened was I like briefly, very vaguely remember coming home and my sister wanted something. She wanted food. Like my sister has this thing about new food or just food in general that is not made at home. And she'll always be showing me coupons. She'll be like, oh, look, Jada Krispy Kreme has these limited edition donuts. So I know she likes food. And so um, my sister also has mild autism. And something we discuss in families, like, of course, Joy being able to do things on her own. We are preparing her to do those types of tasks on her own. And so with that, I was thinking, okay, she's hungry. She doesn't want what's in the kitchen. I, and she had, she had birthday money, but in cash. And so I thought to myself, I would allow her to order food from a restaurant and just give me the money in cash. Mistake number one, I put the app on her phone. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two, I don't think I communicated that it was like a one-time thing because the next thing you know, I have 10 plus charges of meals from DoorDash on my credit card. And when I'm, the bill got up to the hundreds, y'all. That's all I have to say about that. Anyway. But I wouldn't have known that if I did not check my bank account. I wouldn't have known if I didn't check my bank account to get that result. Yeah. Yeah. So it is extremely important. It is extremely important for you to know what's going on with your money. But even outside of that, actually understanding where your money goes because we'll, we'll probably, you know what, you'll probably just learn about this over a span of episodes. But, you know, in my, in my college years <laughs> and a year after, to, to this date, I, I was extremely fiscally irresponsible. Um, I wanted to keep up with the Joneses all the time. But truly understand, understanding where my money went, or more so my credit. <laughs> what was I doing? Who? What was the reason? There was none. 
<laughs> there was none. But understanding now that I have a job and I get like compensated for things and I have bills to pay, I literally know where money is going. And it's crazy how it's like you get paid and it's like, There's nothing left. Where'd it go? My hand is coming up empty. What is going on? But if you're just spending with the mindset of, oh, I'm getting paid this Friday. I will have the money. And not taking into account your other responsibilities that should come first. Then you're going to be butt out the door. Like, oh my goodness. I just had some wings and fries, and yes, it was busting, but ooh, my bill is due. Where's my money? <laughs> yeah, that's really important. Okay. Semi, no, that was on track. Okay, let's continue listening. It's not just talking, but implementing these positive things. That's how we'll be able to actually see these generational wealth that we're talking about. It's not just talk. We actually, you know, you know, putting it into practice. Implementing what you learn is so important, especially when it comes to to finances and communication skills, I believe. I think those those two things are so important. Those two things are so important. But implementing anything you learn, it's always a task. But taking the time to start just on one small thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tying it back to episode six, final words. One step turns into a thousand miles or whatever it was. Implementing one small thing that you've learned can start you on a trajectory to... Can start you on a trajectory. Yo, what? Implementing one small thing that you have learned can start you on a trajectory <laughs> for so much greatness, for a easier life. That's what I want for you. I am all about convenience and ease, and the more you know, the easier your life can go point blank period for real and if you don't know how to imp how to begin implementing something it's okay to ask because often someone can give you steps like yeah start budgeting and your life will be easy but if you don't even and they can explain what a budget is and everything, but if you don't know how to start that, even after they've explained it, it's okay to say, hey, can I sit down with you or you sit down with me and we create a budget for me together? Ooh, vulnerability. Yeah. Ask the questions, it's okay. All right, next up we have episode 16, which is an episode 
about planning and doing things with your friends Uh, and other people that you might want to be your friends or get to know. All right, 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 okay. Y'all, it's been 50 minutes. Isn't that crazy? I didn't think this would be that long. (laughs) I can talk, can't I? Y'all are going to hear me talk so much more. Okay, brief intermission. I have been getting so much more comfortable with talking to you, the audience, about life. And I'm proud of myself. Also, I've not been using the word like as often as I was in the beginning. It was completely and utterly atrocious, for real. But I'm really proud of myself, period. All right, let's listen to Crystal, or Chris, as we found out in this episode, which is wild. I think I would say just live life with the intentionality that makes you the most comfortable with who you are. I don't think you need to overthink it. So if you have goals, be intentional towards your goals. If you want to be intentional in relationships, if it feels like you're forcing it, don't force it. Whatever is like organic is usually the best approach. And if you're organically trying to build friendships and it's not working, maybe you don't need to pursue those relationships. Um, Sometimes I think we try to force things that just don't. Okay, let me just, let's just pause there. Let's just pause there. Let's just pause there. We might have to play this back. This is this is currently where I am in my life. Being intentional, it's so evasive to me. I want to be intentional. My thoughts go to intentions I should have. But being intentional? Oh my goodness. It's something... I'm currently striving to work towards. But also what Crystal said about just being intentional, like just going through your life with an intentionality that makes you happy, that makes yourself joyous, that is important. And that particularly came up because we were having a conversation. I don't know if we had it on this episode. We were either talking about it earlier before the episode or on the episode about how when you become an adult, quote unquote, you're expected to give up certain things that make you happy, such as if you enjoy dancing, but you also enjoy being an accountant you're kind of expected to give up dancing for this more practical career of something that gives you money versus this hobby, quote unquote, over here that brings your body joy. That isn't being made to be lucrative. It's just, or more so you're not, and you're, kind of expected to spend less time on it than your career. 
And so that's really where that be intentional about what makes you happy comes from. Because if you enjoy dancing, don't give it up. Make room, make time for it. For the things that make you happy. If you enjoy eating, girl, go eat you some food. Boy, go eat you some food. I'm telling that to myself. Go eat you some food, Jada. Eat some food. Oh, yes. Mm. Sorry, got distracted. I'm hungry. <laughs> I think we should have. I don't do mukbangs because I don't force myself to over, like, indulge. Um, because that's what mukbangs are. Anyway, distracted. Let's go back. <laughs> But yes, oh, Crystal out here with the gems. She be out here with the gems, period. And she is a gem. I'm sorry, got distracted. Because uh, Crystal is a gem. <laughs> okay. Maybe you don't need to pursue those relationships. Oh, yes. Speaking on the not forcing, I was having this conversation with my brother like two nights ago, we were just kind of talking. I don't know how we got into it, but we got into college and the friendships that we formed. And so my brother went to Valdosta his freshman year and then he transferred to Georgia State sophomore year. But he was saying freshman year Valdosta he had such a tight group of friends. They were cool. They was hanging. They was the bros. Ooh, yeah, we are tight. Yes. But then moving, transferring to Georgia State, he he realized, well, one, it was harder to get that group of friends back. But then he was saying he found some people, but he was also trying to force it. And he was, you know, like, oh, let's go, do, let's do this, let's do this, trying to make it into the group that was at Valdosta State. But then he said, he realized once he took a step back and just let things fall where they may and actually got into a group, the journalism something, I don't remember exactly what it was. He writes. So I know the other people were writing sports something, whatever that was. When he actually got into a group, where he found commonality with the people, then it just kind of clicked into place. And I was, from my perspective, what I was sharing with him was upon lots of self-reflection, seems like that's all I do. Jeez. I've realized that I don't want to say that I don't have interest but I never get, oh, can y'all hear myself? I never get overly invested in things or more so things just don't stick in my head to where I feel as though I could have a conversation about them or be thoroughly involved in a conversation because even when I got involved in clubs that I was interested in, 
I found it hard to truly click with people in those spaces because either they are really involved and I'm only semi-involved and can only half contribute to conversation or I'm just not aware of all the things in this space. I'm really a person that I just be, I just be here, I just be here. What I know, I know, and what I don't know, I don't know. But now I'm realizing it's okay to pursue knowledge of things that interest you, even if you don't think other people would be interested. Because even at a point when I was kind of into anime, I never got into anime to be able to discuss it with other people, which is so wild. Because you can see there's a whole community around that. And I'd be like, oh, I would be afraid to get into an anime or join like an anime club because I would think I wouldn't know enough to be welcomed. That's really a lot of my barriers. I just think I don't know enough <laughs> to go into spaces and make friends. Don't think like that. We all start somewhere. And a lot of the times people like to teach and inform people of what they're interested in. So when you show interest in things, people are excited for someone to show that interest and to teach them more about it. And that's how you make friends. Wow. I just cracked that code for myself in my head. It just kind of clicked. What? Wild. Okay, let's let Crystal finish. Um, sometimes I think we try to force things that just don't necessarily need to happen or or is in the plan for us. What's meant to be will be like there's a lot of relationships where people are surprised that individuals get along and sometimes it even surprises the individuals in the relationship that they get along but that's because something is drawing them to each other organically so I don't think we need to overthink you know being intentional it's good to plan and stuff but also like being intentional with no purpose isn't true intentionality so you have to identify your purpose and your goals first and then move from there period uh, goal setting is hard i've learned that about myself um well not about myself but <sighs> being intentional is just something that i really am praying about to be intentional to have goals in life and I'm not saying like overall goals. I mean, step by step goals, the goals that get you to your big goals. That's where intentionality comes in at. Where the steps that will get you to where you're trying to go come into play. Crazy. If fallback time, that means it gets darker faster. That's wild. I don't like that. Because it is 6.52 p.m. and it is pitch black outside. 
That is wild. They need to do the spring forward, Don. And keep that. Okay. Alright, next up, we have episode 18. Yes, this is the episode about career choices. Planning for your career choices. Plan, reach out and plan all that you can. Make your world better plan when you plan. Plan, 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 plan. Plan with me, man. Okay, sorry. All right, let's listen. Well, a couple of things. If you are not sure what you want to do in your path, I know this might sound like it's unrelated, but it's not. I would encourage you to really get into mindfulness and understanding yourself, meditation, yoga, whatever that looks like. Because I promise you, the more in tune you are with what's going on in yourself, the easier it will be to make choices that align with your purpose. Point blank period. Point blank period. You do have to know yourself. I'm learning that right now. I'm learning myself. And it's helping me make decisions. Because I was aimless, wandering around with a blindfold. But now I can see, I can see clearly. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Dun, dun, dun. That's my number one advice. It starts here. And I think that's the biggest mistake people make. They're looking for external validation. And it doesn't come from out there. It comes from here. So make sure that you're aligned with yourself. That's the only way you're going to be aligned with your purpose. And if you need somebody to bounce ideas off of. No. No. I'm bad about the clap. Know yourself. Know yourself. Oh, that was from Frozen. But she said show yourself. Anyway. And it takes, you will never fully, well, could you fully know yourself? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Because even you change without your own awareness. And then you have to figure out that you changed. But... You have to know yourself at some point to know that you changed from that previous self. So just take it one day at a time and sit down and think about who you want to be, who you currently are, and what is influencing that. What is making you who you currently are. Is it the shows you watch? 
the food you consume, the people you interact with, the things you study, the things you do, the things you don't do, the things you refuse to do. So many questions. A whole lot of time. Period. Alrighty, 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 alrighty. Last, but certainly not least, we have our most recent episode, episode 19, Purpose by Design. What, what? Okay, well... Ooh, 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 ooh. Sorry. Yo, what should I eat? Why am I acting like this is live and y'all can't tell me what to eat? Ugh, I don't want to go downstairs. See, I wanted soup today. Well, I kind of wanted some ramen. Hmm. My stomach seems to like that. I thought about it, but I don't have any. Oh, my mommy called me. Okay. Let's hurry this up. Because, uh, yes. I think I'm gonna eat some ramen. I have some tare that I made in the fridge. So then I can, oh yeah. Okay, y'all, yeah, sorry. Let's, let's let's get the show on the road. Oh, okay. Um, well, one of the things that I do want people to know is that, you know, whatever your dream is, you know, go for it. Don't even, just do it. Even if you're scared. And you gotta put God in that plan or your higher power, you, you know, or whatever you call your higher power, but you have to, you got to put some spirituality in there. You know, so I, I would leave you with that. Yes. That was it. Period. What did she say? Follow your dreams? I'm sorry. I was thinking about, let me listen to it again. <laughs> no, is that, you know, Whatever your dream is, you know, go for it. Go for your dreams. Believe in yourself. It's never as bad as it seems. You can always get some help from the higher power above. Um, sorry. I'm really getting comfortable with this because not I just, I've been singing all day. I sing all the time anyway, but not on camera. Why on camera? <laughs> but definitely, whatever your dream is, go for it. You never know what could happen. You could win your wildest dreams if only you believe. Oh, I'm going to leave y'all with parting words today. These are parting words from my father. I don't know why I like the term parting words. Closing remarks. <laughs> um, why is my camera delayed? Has it been that way the whole time? Uh-uh, I don't like that. Anyway. These are words from my father. If your mind can conceive it, 
and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. So never give up. Because if you never give up, you'll never fail. Drop the pin mic. Yes, go after your dreams. I know sometimes it seems daunting. It could seem daunting or it could seem impossible. But what Ms. Lee was saying about God or your spiritual power that you believe in. For me, it's God. So I'm going to reference God currently in this space. Um, but God makes a way out of no way. Even when you don't see how pieces are fitting together, they are fitting together. God's been throwing so much stuff at me. I'm like, okay, wait. Okay, I know I asked for this, but <laughs> calm down. I'm joking. Well, I'm not joking. But yeah. But if you ask, if you put out, hey, God, I want to create this community. This is an example. I want to create this community and have it be able to provide people with resources and their own community and safe spaces for them to live their life and make their life just a little bit easier. He'll answer. And next thing you know, you got a community on your hands or your dream on your hands. Wild, isn't it? It's amazing. All right. So that was it for today. We didn't go through, not all of our previous episodes had closing remarks. And I know I didn't do episode 10, which was the invest fest one um i'll be quite frank with y'all i don't want to go through that whole video <laughs> it was 54 minutes long and this was done last minute so yes but i hope that you all learned something today saw something in a different light or perspective than you normally would have and I hope that you take away something and implement one little thing that can start you on your thousand mile journey. Remember to keep creating a village wherever you go. And, you know, like, comment, subscribe, share with someone that you think could benefit from hearing about these different topics. Leave your own suggestions. Yes, all of those great things. All right, I hope that you have a great day. I'm gonna go ask someone to bring me some ramen. <laughs>